Please listen carefully. All right, I am back for another five question Friday where we're going to take five questions from you guys online and answer them on the podcast. I just want to preface anything that you hear on the podcast is from my experience only. It is not right or wrong, and ultimately it is up to you to decide what you want to do with this information. I'm just here rambling, having a good time. Um, You know, what things you might hear on this podcast, what is best for me might not be best for you. And I don't take credit Um, for any special quotes or lessons or ideas. Anything that I have learned has been from my own experience, having discussions with other people uh, and listening and watching and learning from others online, be it a podcast, an Instagram account, a book, or otherwise. Um, So take everything with a grain of salt. I'm not perfect. My mind may change. These answers may change. They're not solidified in time. Uh... Because I believe in growing and changing and uh, gaining perspective as life goes by. So let's do it. So my first question is from our girl from Plant Joy. And it asks, what practices helped you get out of dark times? And after thinking and sitting on this one for a little while... There have been different things that have worked for me uh, throughout different parts of my life, Um, but I have to say the biggest and most consistent practice that has gotten me out of dark times over and over and over again has been volunteering. It has been um, giving back and helping other people. It gives you a sense of there's more to life than outside of yourself. It humbles you. And it brings you back to the basics of what's really important. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes that perspective um, can help you work through whatever it is that was causing you to feel clouded or alone or worthless. And yeah, I have felt all of those things. Um, But I will say without a doubt, the time that I have spent working with the animal rescues here in Windsor... The time I have spent um, working with charities and collecting donations, the the time that I have spent with Big Brothers Big Sisters, all of these things collectively have given me, in my perspective, so much more than I have given them. And sometimes it's hard to admit that because I think we're supposed to feel... um, I don't know, I feel like society sometimes makes us feel like we can't or we're not supposed to feel good about, you know, doing good and that we're just supposed to do it and, you know, getting credit for it or whatever is not the main point. But I'm here to tell you that it does make you feel good and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that sometimes can be a really huge part of it. And... uh You know, there are other practices that I have that sometimes work and sometimes don't. I know I preach a lot about getting outside and the importance of being, you know, around the trees and um, being in nature. And you know what? Sometimes 90% of the time it works and it does give me the sense of smallness that everything in life continues on and will continue to be the same even if 
whatever happens with me doesn't go as planned. But there is that 5-10% of the time that I go for a walk when I'm feeling down and I go, what the fuck am I doing out here? Like, fuck this, I just want to go back to bed. And so I do. (laughs) And sometimes my practice um, of getting me out of dark times is rest and sleep and feeling shitty. Sometimes my practice to get out of dark times is to feel the dark times. And without rambling for a full 20 minutes on this one question, I will leave you with that. So the second question here is from Dr. Andrea DiNardo, and it asks, how does creativity hit you? Bright spark versus slow burning fire. And I think it's a little bit of both. Um, If you have followed my account or you know me personally, that... I tend to get inspired in like groupings. I tend to want to try 10 different things all at once and can't get my focus straight. And I want to try this or do that and do this project and help this person and do this and volunteer here and work on this and do that. And uh, I will definitely say, I think my creativity, let me say this, the creativity that is sustainable Um, long-term is the slow burning fire. The really big projects that sit inside of me are a slow burning fire. And those are usually the ones that have been the most successful. Um, I tend to get hit with like this big spark of creativity and I want to put all of my energy into all different 10 things um, but that often isn't the most sustainable and those are often the projects that I'm just trying out and figuring out but in the long run some of those creative sparks that hit you know right from the get-go or right out of nowhere can sometimes lead into the slow burning fire that is the sustainable creativity that I have built Um, That's going to last me over the next year, two or five or ten. So I definitely think that um, I'm a little bit of a a combination of both, kind of depending where I'm at in my life and what my health is like and, um, you know, what else is going on in my world. I tend to do a lot more when I am single as opposed to when I am in a relationship Um, Because I tend to give all of my energy to the person that I'm with and that is something I have to work on because I I thoroughly enjoy all of the stuff that I do online and offline and I need to be able to sustain all of the things that I want to do whether I am alone or with someone else. Um, So that definitely plays a huge part in how my creativity unfolds um, is based on the people that I have in my life and what's going on in my personal life outside of the creative world. So, you know, a little bit of a bright spark as well as a slow burning fire will make the most sustainable, successful parts of me. So the next question is from Dominika Boren and it asks, what are you most proud of? And that's a funny question because There are a lot of things I am proud of in my life, Um, but I think the thing I am most proud of has been acknowledging the type of person I want to be. I think the biggest 
um, change in my life and the biggest perspective shift for me that I am the most proud of is knowing that I don't want to be someone who's 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 70, whatever, that says, oh, I wish I hadn't wasted so much time in my 20s worrying, or I wish I hadn't wasted so much time stressing about life. Um, I heard that on a podcast probably about two years ago, and it really hit home, like, why, what is the point when, like, so many people are looking back and regretting their 20s. And so I think the thing I am most proud of has been taking that advice almost and being like, okay, I need to realize like there's a full picture here and you know, the things that I stress about and worry about, they're valid, they mean something, but at the end of the day, life is meant to be enjoyed. We don't have to take everything so seriously And I won't look back on my 20s and think, man, I wasted so much time worrying about what other people thought of me or stressing about school or work or whatever. Don't get me wrong. Those things will be there and I will still worry and I will still stress, but it won't become the bulk of my existence for my 20s. And of everything that I have done or experienced I am the most proud to have acknowledged that I don't want to waste my time all right and number four comes from Marissa Rossi and it says what are the best and not so best part of your 20s so far and that kind of coincides with the answer I just answered or the question I just answered before this um I know that well that question kind of takes a little bit of reflecting um but in my immediate response the best part of my 20s has been probably the last five years um, of growth and personal development um and like that sounds so like gross to say that I'm so it's so weird that like personal development like even comes out of my mouth because it sounds so like like Facebook article e <laughs> um or like self-helpy but it's true um the best part of my 20s has been the process of figuring out who I am and not being ashamed of anything <laughs> the best part has been just fucking enjoying myself and not really giving a fuck what anyone else thinks and just doing the things that I love because I love to do them. And maybe they won't make me a ton of money and maybe they won't make me the most famous, which is not what I want to be anyways. Um, but I I do the things that I love to do. And like, that's the best fucking part about life is that I can sit here and say, I've worked on myself enough to get myself through the harder times and I have allowed myself to grow through them and just fucking enjoy life and as I say that I understand and value the fact that I'm super privileged to be in a position to say that because not everyone not everyone has the support and 
the love to get them there. And I'm really fucking lucky. So um, the best part of my 20s has definitely been just the concept of fuck it. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Life is fucking so grand and big. And on top of all of that, it's really fucking short. So if I die tomorrow, I want to know that I have tried every single thing I want to. And I have done everything I want to or could have done in that time frame. I think the worst part of my 20s were definitely my earlier 20s. That transition from going from like being a teenager into like into your 20s. Excuse me. Um, and just that like struggle of like trying to like... I, I think I, I fixated so long. And you know what? I still do this. Let's be fucking real. But it was so much more intense when I was younger about fitting in and like looking a certain way to impress boys. <laughs> I don't know. I think when I was younger, I was so fixated on like, I need someone to make me feel better. I need someone else to help me be whole. And I don't need that shit anymore. and and I think the worst part of my 20s was like that obsession with I'm not good enough unless someone else can help me get better the worst part of my 20s was not was the younger years when I was unsure of who I was what I wanted to do where I wanted to go I was afraid to fail at stuff and like I think this is all shit that everyone fucking goes through (laughs) especially in their 20s at some point. So, you know, this this experience probably isn't limited to me, but I definitely struggled with, like, love and what that meant to me and the relationships that I've been in and out of um, and why. And, like, understanding why was I so obsessed with, like, someone else fixing me. And it wasn't honestly until... Going back to like the very first question, it wasn't until I started volunteering and giving my time to other people and like putting my energy into other causes outside of my being that allowed me to kind of realize who I was and what I loved to do. And, you know, over time, and again, not a perfect practice, and over the years it's been really fucking hard and, you know, I cry and bawl my eyes out and think, oh my God, I've set myself back three years. You know, those days still happen, you know, right now. But I've worked at it long enough in my better years and my best years of my 20s to get me through it a little faster. So um, I hope that answered that question. I'm pretty sure it did. Let's move on to question five. Okay, and my final question is another one for is another one from Dr. Andrew DiNardo. And it says, who were you in a past life? And fuck, that is a question. And kind of like an interesting one to think about because I don't think I've ever really thought about that at length ever. My my immediate reaction is to say I was probably some like old ass fuck lady who like lived to be 300 years old and just like fucking chilled all the time and was just like, hey, what's up? I'm just chilling. And part of me also thinks that some part of me was like like a giant cat, like a p- 
panther or a jaguar and I was just like some badass motherfucker. And I just like didn't give a fuck what anyone thought. And then like I've brought those two worlds maybe into this life as a lemon soul of being like this rough, tough, on the outside, piercings, tattoos, badass, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'm actually just a chill old lady, and I go to bed early, and I super dig it, and, like, if you need my help, I'm gonna give it to you. So maybe that's who I was in a past life. Honestly, y'all, like, I haven't, pref- like, like premeditated this answer, so this is kind of off the top of my head as I'm looking out the kitchen window. <laughs> so I feel like I was just, like, some really old... Some really old lady, like really wrinkly, and she just lived to be like so old and had so many experiences and like just a super fucking zen and chill and like down to earth and it's just like cozy. I don't know, but like also a black panther who's just like, what up? I'm here. This just got really weird. That's five question Friday. You're so welcome for me getting super weird at the end here. Um, And I will see you next time.